a guy said, well, I can get that Weller 107. I get the Weller 112 for $100 on the internet. And I said, well, why are you talking to me for? Everyone, welcome back to another brand new episode of Bourbon Pursuit. And as usual, let's go through the news. The Bourbon Affair is happening this week. And if you're still on the fence about it, come and see us on Saturday morning at Higher Proof Expo. There's still tickets available. We're going to be there recording. Those recordings aren't going to be out for a while. So go to kybourbonaffair.com and get your tickets and hopefully we'll see you there. This past week, we chose a winner to help come with us to blend our private Uh, blend of Makers 46. And that winner is Tyler True. We put this out for anybody that was pledging over $10 or more per month on Patreon. You had to sign up, we ran it. And so we had had quite a lot of people that were able to uh, hopefully make the trip. So that's going to be happening later this month in June of where we're going to be going and doing our own private blend of Makers 46. And those are only going to be available to Patreon supporters. And also congrats to all of our winner from all of our winners from May's giveaway, which was a barrel that's with two R's and two L's, that theme giveaway. You know, today's episode features something our fans always like to hear from, and that's the retailer side. If you've ever been to Bardstown and gone through the Bourbon Trail, you may have seen this little yellow store on the side as you're passing to go through to Willet or to Heaven Hill called Toddy's Liquors. Well, our guest today is the man who runs Toddy's. For some of you out there that always want to find epic bourbon you know, at retail, you probably aren't going to agree with some of his points. But I had the opportunity to catch up with Bill Thomas at Jack Rose and tell him about this episode. He told me that Guthrie was one of the original gangsters of bourbon. Guthrie helped jumpstart Jack Rose into what it is today, and he and Guthrie have a lot of great memories together. But as you could probably imagine, after probably the 10th millionth person on the visiting bourbon trail comes through, and goes into Toddy's asking for rare bourbon, you kind of have to see his side of it and know that the market is right for it. So with that, make sure you help support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash bourbon pursuit. We've got bottle toads, patches, koozies, barrel picks, and more. Make sure you follow us on social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you also like the show, write us a review on iTunes and also subscribe to us on iTunes. Also subscribe to us on YouTube and Facebook. And if you want every new episode, go to bourbonpursuit.com, put in your email information, and you're going to get every new episode beamed straight to your inbox. With that, enjoy this week's episode. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. 
They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. Welcome back to the episode of the Bourbon Pursuit Podcast, the official podcast of bourbon. Back in recording in Barstown, Kentucky, Ryan's, uh, his, his lineage, right? My, my hometown, it's, is that? Yeah, I mean, it's funny, you know, we're, we're sitting here and uh, we actually met up with our guest today and we were just walking down the sidewalk and they are sitting there just talking and like, oh, there's Barbara in the window or whoever, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's funny that- It's like, Javad, Cressos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's you guys have this this relationship that everybody knows everybody around here and it's, it's, oh, it's yeah. really intimate, right? See, I, I move. I live in Louisville now, but it's when I lived in Barstown, you couldn't even go to Kroger or Walmart without seeing somebody, and you're like, go. You just want to go like grab milk or something, and it takes an hour because you see everybody you know, and it's like <laughs> next thing you know, you're just shooting the shit about whatever, and you're like, you can't get anything done. So that's why I had to get out of here. No, and and not only that is, uh, you've known our guest today for uh, a very long time, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we become. Good friends here. Pikey, we have a good mutual friend, uh, so that's how we kind of came together. But, yeah, Guthrie and I, we go back, and we've been boys for, for a good bit. So let's go ahead, and, and we will introduce our guest today. So today our guest is Guthrie McKay. Uh, you probably might not have heard of him, but you've probably heard of his store if you've been on the Bourbon Trail. He is the owner of Toddy's Liquors here in the downtown Bardstown area. Yeah. Uh, he has been mentioned before on the podcast we had with um, – I'm blinking now with Jack Rose with uh, Bill, Bill Thomas, Bill Thomas. Yep. and and that's where he he kind of got uh, a little bit famous from there first. So Guthrie, welcome to the show. Thank you all for having me, guys. Uh, it's y'all are doing a wonderful thing. Anything with bourbon is good. Yeah, it really is. I, I think uh, our fans would say the same exact thing. So yeah. I guess the first question to kind of get it kicked off here is talk about you know the store. When did it start? How did you really start getting into bourbon and stuff like that too? I was looking around. I was working construction, and I was looking around for something to get into. And Toddy Beam, who owned Toddy Beam's whiskey store, he was wanting to get out. This was in 1987. And so I went, and me and my partner went and talked to Toddy, and we bought it out within a half an hour. And this was July. We opened up on July 1st, 1987. And that was 31 years ago. I was 31 years old. I'm 62 now, <laughs> and I can't believe how time flies. Yeah, just uh, I knew nothing about liquor except for drinking it. <laughs> See, th this is how I don't. I didn't even know why it was called Toddy's, but now I guess it makes yeah, sense. But was, uh, was and, it in that location? That no, it out? was out on Maple Hill. On Maple Hill, okay. It was out on Maple Hill, and Toddy was a character. Okay, he. He'd, how long had it been open there? Toddy had been years? there for 27 years. 27 years. He had opened it in 1960. Okay. So Toddy's has been going since 1960, which makes us 57 years old. 
Why'd you keep the name? Why didn't you make oh, well, Guthrie's? <laughs> I did change it to Toddy's Liquors instead okay. of Toddy's Whiskey Store. Okay. So we changed it to Toddy's Liquors, and I just kept it at Toddy's because everybody knew who Toddy was. And so there's funny stories with Toddy. I still get calls, is Toddy there? And I go, <laughs> no, Toddy's not here. And they'll go, well, uh, he told me to give him a call back, and I said, now, which Toddy are you talking about? And they said, little short Toddy. Well, Toddy died back in 2001, so they tell me they know Toddy all the time. Yeah. And that's how long it goes back. It's kind of funny. Yeah, and, uh, so so you've been in this for 30 years, and talk about Bardstown 30 years ago, what it was like then compared to, like, what it is now in the, the bourbon scene. It's uh, It changed quite drastically. The Back in 87, I sold— Back in 87, Elijah Craig was just starting. And I was the first store in the state of Kentucky that started buying in volume. And, and I still got the same salesman today. And they hashed it out down at Louisville Crown Distributing, and they came up with a 12-case deal. And I used to buy 12 cases of Elijah Craig and really helped get it started, me and my salesman. And his, he was Mike Herrick. And we really got it. We really got it moving. But back then, you had very old Barton, Evan Williams sold a lot of Yellowstone back when I was first opened. And Yellowstone's gone now. Yeah. And I used to buy twenty cases of Yellowstone, but it's gone. Ninety proof. And what else sold a lot of? I was about to say, was Bartstown, uh, you know, a bourbon drinking town back then too? Yes. Yeah. Very much. Pretty right? much is. Bourbon and vodka. There was no wine. Mm -hmm. There was no wine. There was no wine in town. Uh, the one liquor store out of Kroger's had a little bit of wine, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, what kind of consumer was back then? What what bourbons were? They? I mean, you mentioned some Elijah Craig, but were they going after the premium brands? Or no, they? there was no premium <laughs> yeah. brands. Right. <laughs> yeah. there, the, the Booker came along. You got Elijah Craig, and then Booker came along in '88 or '9. Booker, when I first opened, Booker would bring me by two bottles. I still got them all. He'd bring me by two bottles every Christmas in 87, 88, and I think 89, where he gave out his own Bookers. And then he started, they started making it, I don't know, 89 or 90 is when they started making Bookers. Did you have a hard time selling those like higher ends back then? Mm, no, the Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark was pretty much your higher end. Okay. And if I recall, I sold Maker's for, when it was first out, it was probably $17.99 for a fifth. Okay. And now it's $30. Mm -hmm. But uh, in the in the scheme of things throughout <laughs> out the years, vodka hadn't gone up very much at all. Because I used to sell half gallons of vodka for eight ninety nine. Now I sell them for ten ninety nine. That's the <laughs> right. best value in your liquor stores. Your, is that is that your number one seller or is bourbon? Bourbon and vodka are probably half, about 50-50. They sell a lot of vodka. Everybody sells a lot of vodka. You go into any store and you'll see they'll have their vodka stacked and they'll sell a lot of vodka. But I sell a lot of bourbon, you know. I sell a lot of more bourbon than a lot of stores. <laughs> yeah. Talk more about those those early relationships. You know, you had you had talked about 
uh, Elijah Craig. Um, you know, are there any other kind of those like first entrants that that you had? I mean, I, I can honestly remember there's one time when I went to your shop uh, years, I'd say not years. It was, I think it was like 2013, 2014. And you had a, a Willett family private select, you know, sorry, Willett family estate, your own private selector yeah. and stuff like that too. Right. So kind of, kind of talk about some of those other, you know, first entrance, single barrels, all that kind of stuff that you've had. Uh, in years. Well, we didn't get into it till, you know, they didn't start selling the barrels until 2004 or five is when I first barrel I ever bought was off Willits. Mm-hmm. And we bought, my son had another store out here and we bought barrels and barrels from Willits. And then of course, four, three, four, five years ago, they they ran out of those to sell. But we bought a lot of barrels off Willet and did real well with them. Mm-hmm. And I I don't even think they're selling any now anymore. No, no, I don't believe they are. They're thinking about bringing them back. But. Yeah, they're, they are. They're. It's the five year distillate. But but <laughs> yeah. anyway, beyond the, that, the the thing that I noticed that's a lot different is the master distillers. When you had Jim Rutledge, Parker Beam, uh, Booker No, Booker No driving by the window, somebody <laughs> driving him, and Booker yelling, "Hey, boy, you got to eat." Old Bourbon Holla. Well, <laughs> hell yes, Booker. I got some old Bourbon Holla. Well, give me a couple of bottles of it. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, it, it was just wild. And then, of course, Parker Beam was one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he, he just, he taught me a whole lot. And he was just a very gentleman. They're all real gentlemen, including Booker in his <laughs> own way. But Parker and Jimmy Russell and, Jim Rutledge. And, so would they just pop in randomly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew Jim pretty well and knew Jim and Parker and Booker the best because they're all here. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, they're basically and, next door neighbors around then, here, right? I mean, yeah, like, I think uh, you're, we're not more than a, a, a football's throw away from Booker's house and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? exactly. And Booker, as far as being a accessible, Booker was just unbelievable. I could call his house and say, I got two couples from California. They want an autograph on a bottle. Well, send them up, Guthrie. <laughs> I, sometimes I'd take them up there, and sometimes I'd send them up there. And just real, just anything to do with bourbon, Booker always had time for you. Right. He always had time for you. I was about and, to say is that that dynamics had to change now, right? With, yeah. with how yeah. with how popular it's gotten. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure you've got Fred No on speed dial, but you're not sending anybody to his house anymore. Every once in a while. Oh Every yeah, once in a while no, has to be real, like real special. <laughs> I like and, and and of course uh, Parker would do anything, and there there was six guys came in. It's been five six years ago, and they were big Heaven Hill fanatics. I forgot where they're from. And they just kept talking about Parker Beam and everything. And I told him that he had uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. And they said, I said, he's doing okay. He's getting around okay and everything. And so they got to talking more. They bought some Heaven Hills, some Elijah Craig, this or that. And one of them said, boy, I'd like to meet him. And I said, well, give me a second. So I called up Parker. Hell, I guess it was eight years ago. His back in, he was out at his house out here, which he moved to Lebanon. So I called Parker and I said, Parker, is it all right if I bring out these guys? They want to meet you. He said, bring, it on, bring them on out, Guthrie. <laughs> so they followed me out to Parker's house. 
Well, hell, they end up drinking. They stayed out there for two hours. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, only in Bargetown, Kentucky, yeah, could this happen. Yeah, this happen. Yeah. And they just, they just loved it. Just That's just stories yeah. that stories that have given me so much pleasure. Just, yeah. Just it's, stuff like that. It's kind of a catch-22. You're glad that, like, bourbon's so popular now, but then, like, because it is so popular, you can't really do that anymore. And, mm. you know, it's changed so much. <laughs> It's like, because you could do that literally every yeah. day now, you know. Those guys were, those guys just didn't seem to care about the money as much as making good bourbon. Yeah. And everybody having fun. I never, I never heard Parker or Booker, oh, we're going to make a bunch of money off this bourbon or whatever. They just, Jim Rutledge, none of them ever said anything like that. Mm-hmm. Never thought it, I don't think. They just want to make good bourbon. And, I was more like Parker. I I just know good bourbon. When I taste the bourbon, I know if I like it or don't like it. Yeah, we, I do, try to, we do tastings or we do barrel picks. I've done some with you, and it's like our rating system is very simple. It's awesome. It's like it's either good or it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very seldom do what we taste sucks. I no, just, not that it sucks. But, but he, yeah, last yeah. one we did one. He liked one. That was a seventeen ninety two. Yep, he liked. Another, I should have bought both barrels, but I said this other barrel I could sell it easier. It just got that little, it's a little bit quiet. And his barrel that he liked, I liked it too. But I said that's just bold. Like it's it's a little too. Well, I could have sold both of them. He was like, "That's for the whiskey geeks." He's like, "I gotta sell this crap." And I'm (laughs) like, "But no, I was like, this is the one you want." (laughs) But I could have sold both of them. Yeah, I guess that's a good question to to roll into. That is is. You know, you, you kind of have, you're centrally located right there in the middle of downtown. Like, you can't get to Heaven Hill without, well, I mean, I guess you could go the other way. But usually you can go, if you try to go to Heaven Hill, like, you're you're rolling by your store. You have you have, a, you have a lot of ability and visibility of traffic. So I'm assuming that your store is becoming yet just another stop on the bourbon trail where people are coming in to just buy, buy stuff, right? Yeah, they come in, they're disappointed a lot because... <laughs> We just don't have what they want that, you know, the the collection or Pappy or whatever. And, and they just don't know that it's one time a year. And, and you just, think you think you'd come to the heart of bourbon? Yeah, 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 find yeah, it. Just go. We're gonna come to Epicenter and have plenty of it. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I got so many pappy stories that I couldn't even start to tell them all. But What's the most annoying one? Yeah, let's the, hear it. The the most annoying. What do you mean you don't have pappy? <laughs> What do you mean you don't know any better why I don't have Pappy? It just, it's very hard to get. Mm-hmm. And at one time, believe it or not, Julian Van Winkle, I stacked five cases of Pappy 20-year-old for three or four years. Mm-hmm. Stacked it all the time and sold it for, I think I sold it for $54.99, <laughs> 20-year-old. And so I'd get low, I'd buy five more cases. Nobody else, liquor barns, nobody else was stacking it. And it would take me a long time to sell. This was 1996 or seven, maybe eight. And then I go to buy five more cases. Well, that's on limited production now. Mm-hmm. When when I stopped, well, hell, I'd have bought 30 cases of it. Right. If I known, I just back then you didn't know. They just they just stopped. And I got wind back in 2000, 2001. A uh, little birdie told me that. Maker's Mark was going to do away with 101. Mm-hmm. Their Maker's 101, which was the gold label. Yep. 
Do you remember that at all? No, I don't. It was a 101 proof. I do remember. Well, I sold, I keep two cases because somebody come in, want to buy six bottles every once in a while. Well, I started in, I guess, March of 2001. I just started buying three cases, five cases, three cases. I didn't want anybody else to know. I didn't even want my salesman to know what I was doing. <laughs> so I kept buying it and kept on going. And I got deliveries twice a week, so I'd buy two, two. I, I couldn't buy, go in there and buy 30 because they had red, red flagged flag, it yeah. and said, yeah. what the hell you doing? So by September or October, I had 60 or 70 cases in my store. Wow. In the back end. Yeah. And they came out in November and said, uh, the distributor called me and said, we just noticed that you bought all this <laughs> one-on-one. Why would you do that for? And we don't have any, and they quit making it. <laughs> so, can, we, can we buy what, a bag? What do you want me to do about it? That's <laughs> your problem. That, that, that's one of the few times that I got over on anybody. I was yeah. going to say, in the business world, they call that racketeering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a little birdie told me said, they're going to quit making this. But usually you don't get any hint of it. I mean, they could, they could stop making, uh, you know, just whatever. standard buffalo trace. Yeah, right? You don't just, know. Pretty much have. I haven't gotten any for his bourbon festival, and I look up at my shelf, and I don't have any Buffalo Trace and can't get any. Yeah, it's all an allocation. I'm duh. That's <laughs> the name of the distillery, Buffalo Trace, and mm-hmm. I don't have any. Yeah, so I guess kind of talk about what—actually, uh, let's roll back in history a little bit. Um, you know, when we had Bill Thomas on the show, he gave you a lot of um, a lot of accolades and saying that— you know, you would be his his main source of getting a lot of Kentucky bourbon back. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a Bill Thomas room at Guthrie's house, and he won't even let us in there. We're like, <laughs> we're like, what's back there? We want to know. And he's like, it's all Bills. It's all for him. So, so I just talk about the history, right? Talk about how you guys got hooked up um, and, and your side of the story. Uh, hell, Bill tell, told us last time he's out the house. I remember this kid coming in the store. And he wanted to buy a bunch of Four Roses. He couldn't get it in Washington D.C. They didn't. They weren't distributing in there. And I said, "What? Are you, what are you?" He said, "No, I want to get a bunch of Four Roses." <laughs> and I said, "A bunch of Four Roses." And he said, "Yeah, I want to get 30, 40, 50 cases of Four Roses." And I said, "Well, I'll, I'll get you whatever you want." So we went through the thing. He had a big truck, or was bringing a big truck. So. We got in Four Roses. I gave him a real good price. We became friends. And he bought, they they didn't get a whole bunch until, he didn't start getting until about eight years ago, I guess, 2008 or nine. But I got a Rolodex. You won't believe this. I got one in my store that's got over 800 names where people from all over the country would call me. And they, the liquor wasn't distributed over there. I did that all during the mm-hmm. 90s and 2007 or 8, and then they started getting them, started going to all over the country. Right. I had people from Wyoming, Tacoma, Washington. What would they do? Just fly in <laughs> no, a no, truck? And- no, I, I'd sneak it out to them. <laughs> I'd sneak it out to them. But, I mean, I, I still got the box. Every once in a while, somebody will call me, you know, an old person would, an old customer will call me and say, can you get me a bottle of this, but not like they used to do. Right. Yeah. They used to, well, Four Roses was, a lot of it was the Four Roses because mm-hmm. it wasn't, it's pretty much in Kentucky. And yeah, when they first came back. In Tennessee and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been it's been an experience. The, so what's in that Bill Thomas room? I want to know. Uh, <laughs> I haven't. He's got them all taped, and I haven't looked at them, Ryan, <laughs> to tell you the truth. But we might get in one next time you're Wait, you mean yeah, there's, just, there's just boxes? Like just boxes taped yeah, up? Yeah, there's or a, bottles, there's, yeah. There's a couple boxes and bottles. <laughs> there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a whole room. My, it, it, when Bill listens to this, my wife wants to know when he's going to come get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he comes in town, though. Does he just take some and leave some? And Sometimes he just goes back here and looks at it. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Like, that's it. Yeah, Myron and collection. He, uh, uh, Bill, his micro machines. As far as I could tell, Bill's, Bill knows more about it than anybody as far as where the bourbon came from. He amazes me how he knows, he knows who made the bourbon and it might be 50 years old. That was so, so and so. And I was, how you know that? Yeah. He's out on he, it. uh, he, he really knows it. He, he knows it. He knows the price of stuff. He, he, he's him. He does a great job. Right. I can't imagine anybody knowing much more than him. <laughs> so another question I have is: is you know you had mentioned that you would have you know five stacks deep of, of Van Winkle, and and you look at what the market is today and how it's just not there. Does it make you a little pissed off to know that when you try to go and talk to your distributor and you say like? Well, hell, I was buying this shit years ago. Like, why Why are you just now, like, are you playing these games to be able to say that, well, I can't have any or I can only have a limited amount? I mean, like, I was I was buying more than your other customers uh, back in the day. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a $64,000 question. I, I, don't, I don't know why they do the things they do. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, as somebody uh, once called it, they said it's the— um, the most legal legalized form of of, of mafia. <laughs> I don't know if I can go that far, but <laughs> but uh, uh, I've had the pleasure to work with a lot of distributors that that have helped me. It's more numbers these days with all of them. It's not personal relationship or anything. And uh, used to be that. Vertner Smith, Mr. Smith came out to my store. Mr. Levitch came out to my store that owned Louisville Crown. You had uh, you had the Bryants that own that owned Bryant Distributing. They had come down. Uh, all the presidents of the distributors would come down once a year, come through Bargetown. Well, I haven't seen a I haven't seen one of them in 10, 12 years from anybody. Mm-hmm. That those days are over with. And I miss them because it's kind of enjoyable. They come in. Some of them would have a beer and look around and stuff. And yeah, it's like just, that, you don't get that anymore. I think it was your southern wine rep that you've been in, dealing with for. We did a barrel pick with him, and yeah. uh, it was kind of cool to see you all. Y'all, y'all are just giving each other shit, and yeah. like you're like, I want three of those, and he's like, We can't get on here. Like, fuck you, give them to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, it was just really cool kind of seeing you. I have like, had the same. <laughs> Sales rep from from Southern Wine Spirits for 31 years, the same guy. Oh, that's good. And I tell him he's crazier than me. <laughs> I think when I was there, I think like Old Rippy or something, the new wild turkey thing was coming out, and you're like, you're like, what do you think, Ryan? You think he'll sell? And he's like, well, I can't get you it or something. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I end up getting it, and and Eddie Russell told me the story. You know the story on Old Rippy and the 
what's the other one called? Bond and Lilliard. Bond, Bond and Lilliard, Lilliard. yeah. They yeah. were old distilleries yeah. there mm-hmm. in Anderson County, and he just does it to honor them. And they said, let's make some for them. And and I've never tasted it. I don't know if it's, I'm sure it's good whiskey. Wild yeah, I've never had either. Well, turkey's not going to put bad whiskey in there. No, <laughs> you wouldn't think so. No. Yeah, so with that, you know, relationship with, with him and, like, doing these barrel picks, like, you've had some really awesome barrel picks. Can you talk about some of your favorites you've ever done? I've, I've had the pleasure to do a few with you, and I know one that I've done that's been my all-time favorite. The 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 Four Roses that, that I think the, we the did. The leaky barrel? Yeah, that we did. That Well, that was the one where we only got, what, 30. only got 36 bottles? Yeah. That was the best barrel I've ever had. Yeah. That's the best bourbon I've ever tasted. It's funny. We were. I think we were, I still got a bottle of it. I'm, I got like half of mine left, and I, I don't. Damn, know. it was good. We we both tried it, and we looked at each other, and I was like, I was like, this one's a special one. Yeah. And then she goes, well, there's only like thirty bottles, and we're like, we'll still take it. <laughs> so that's I took that and bought another one that day. Okay. Yeah, we bought. Yeah, we did the two, and then uh, and then the seventeen ninety two was good, and then uh, this Russell's Reserve is really good. I've had the. I had the pleasure the the old Booker's that he gave out before he started Booker's. That was delicious. Yeah, and I think I still got a half a bottle of that somewhere. I'm real bad at losing stuff, <laughs> but uh, it, it's just uh, it's been a good run. Uh, I've enjoyed bourbon all my life, so I've been real lucky for the last 31 years. Yeah, so is it more fun now that all this attention is here and on you, or do you miss the good old days? I miss the good old days. Okay. And, but I just, I, it was slower paced, and it wasn't the bottom line and all that stuff. It's more, it's more they, they're they counting their chips every day. And, and I don't know, it's different. It's different. Do you think it's affecting the quality, or do you think it's? Um, I mean, you gotta you gotta understand is that it's a, it is all about money now, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. It, 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 there's no doubt about that, and, and not even that. Even even we, 15, we, even 15 years ago, they didn't yeah. do it as a charity, right? So we, no, no. You got beams selling for 15 billion dollars. What six years ago? Mm-hmm. And no telling what they're all worth now. Absolutely. There's no telling what Heaven Hill's worth. They paid uh, what three hundred and thirty-seven million for for Zazrak paid that for Barton's. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no telling what that plant down there's worth now. Absolutely, yeah. it's got to be worth three times as much, maybe right. four or five. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, are you looking forward to see Bardstown grow in that regard? Do you think that these that the amount of money that's coming in? Do you think they're going to reinvest into the city? Uh, to be able to help with infrastructure, help with people that are that, getting yeah. into bourbon, or do you think it's it's you think it's still <laughs> yeah like the, a- the, yeah I, Heaven Hill's been a good they've been a good partner for the city of Bardstown. You know they have. I wish we could do a few things different with with the liquor stores, but what would you do I, differently? Yeah, I, was I would just work together and 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 make a few more bourbons. I don't know why they don't do that. I, I, I've asked them all. I said, why don't y'all make your 10-year-old very rare? And I only sold 75 cases a year to people from Minnesota, Wisconsin. Call me up, say, Guthrie, you got two cases? We're coming through that way. 
And yeah, well, I don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's gone. They quit making four-year-old. And I understand some of it, but I think the uniqueness of bourbon is all the different kinds. Yeah. And that's what I miss. You had original barrel. You had old bourbon hollow. You had Dowling. You had Mattingly and Moore. Well, Mattingly and Moore's going to sell it in Bargetown. And you got people from all over the country coming in. I'm Mattingly and I'm Moore. Can I get to? I think they sell Mattingly and Moore blend somewhere, but not in Kentucky. Gotcha. But uh, all those old now, labels. That's what they say. Are the, are the labels gone because of, you know, at some point they, I, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta cut the head off the dragon to, you know, if you're, if you're, or, you know, if you're well, bleeding, they're if you're focusing so much, yeah, if, you're bleed, if you're bleeding money, you know, you gotta, you gotta refocus and you have to, you have to put it on the core brands that sell, right? Yeah, but that's part of the allure of bourbon is getting that different kind of bottle mm-hmm. that, that somebody, you know, a five year old, a six year old, seven year old. To this day, I don't know. Jim Beam quit making seven-year-old three years ago. I don't know why somebody doesn't make something and just put a great big seven-year on it. <laughs> and they haven't done it. And you just, you know, the Beams doesn't have a seven-year-old. Right. And take advantage of that, and nobody's done it. Yeah. When I when I go down the liquor stores at, at, at even some of the, you know, very large stores or anything like that, and even some small stores, like, there's still a, a very good selection on the shelves, right? So mm. are you thinking that the, the selection needs to just double in variety? I mean... Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it uh, a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And you can get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Yeah, when I when I go down the liquor stores at, at at even some of the you know very large stores or anything like that, and even some small stores, like there's still a, a very good selection on the shelves, right? So, mm. are you thinking that the the selection needs to just double in variety? I mean, we are getting a lot of. Like, I would like to have a few more varieties. Yeah, I'd like to, for them to do that. And Barden's and Beams both have, you know, they're they're devoting that bourbon for 
quick sale. You got your seventeen ninety two, and you got your your uh, your Basil Hayden Knob Creek, mm-hmm. and then Heaven Hills got their Elijah Craig, and they're eighteen year old and they're twenty three year old, and. I guess they're devoting a lot of that to that. I mean, do you think Kraft has an opportunity to be able to fill this, uh, you know, Kraft whiskeys? Or do you think that's, I mean, in your opinion, I mean, like, honestly, give your, give your honest they opinion, right? Like, the only thing, the only thing I tell the Kraft people is when they start doing this, look, I'm good. I can sell bourbon, but you got to have a, you got to have a entry level bourbon. You yeah. just can't come out of the box selling it for $75 or $59. It doesn't work. I got them up at the store, and they don't sell. And I try to tell them, you know, come with a, a less expensive bottle. Get started. And so far, they pretty much— So do you think a lot of those things are going to just have I to— I think they'll change. I think they'll start— Oh, I'm sure they're going to change. But, you know, at this point, as, as you know, the way the three-tier system works, like, you own those bottles, right? It's on you to figure out how to get rid of them. Yeah. Now, is is that going to deter you from buying and trying other craft brands? Or is this going to say, like, sorry, like, I'm I'm not putting any more shelf space out for anything that's not going to sell? I do that now. Mm-hmm. If, if it says—if it says— If it says— into the distilleries in Indiana, flown to Missouri, <laughs> passed over to Tennessee, back up to Illinois. I don't buy. It. Yeah, I just it, let me see the back of the label there. I said, if it's not Kentucky, I pretty much it's got to be Kentucky on Kentucky. You think uh, that's just because of of where you're located? When people come to the Bourbon Trail and they come to your store, they kind of think like, "Well, I'm coming here to buy yeah, a lot they, of Kentucky bourbon." They, yeah, they they, they want they, they want Kentucky bourbon. They want Kentucky bourbon. Barreled here and bottled here. Mm-hmm. They don't want it sent around the country. Yeah. And I've stopped even putting, I just stopped putting it in. I just tell them, no, if it's not Kentucky made and Kentucky barreled and bottled, I don't I don't want it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you were saying something a second ago. Uh, yeah, there, there's going to be places, you know, I got to be real careful and, and not, I've just learned here in the last year and a half not to, go there anymore and I don't go there anymore mm-hmm. and they'll come in and say do you have this and I said no it's it's bottled in Indiana barreled in Missouri I, I just don't deal with it mm-hmm. I mean because you you know the clientele that come right I mean and, and I guess that's a that's a good question is how much of the clientele is the people that are coming on the bourbon trail to come and see your store versus your your regular everyday people that are coming in just to kind of keep you afloat uh That'd be the vodka drinker. The, the <laughs> tourist industry for me at Toddy's Liquors is gravy. It's I don't depend on it, but it helps. You know, it it puts you it puts all of us over the edge mm-hmm. here here in Bardstown. You know, it it helps helps pays the bills. Right, and we're taxed. We're taxed heavily, and we got the sales tax every month. That ever convenient that sells beer. Any liquor store that sells liquor, we got to pay 6% to the state of Kentucky on our sales at the end of the month. And it's it's our problem, and we got to do it. We got to make sure it's in the bank. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a lot of money that goes out of Bargetown just oh, with yeah. the liquor stores every month. And you just wonder where that money's going to. <laughs> and it's going up to Frankfurt, and you just you wonder why the state of Kentucky's broke. 
So our, our why is my it inventory? I don't know if I know. My that. inventory, our inventory, every store that beers tax sixty two percent by the time it gets there. Liquors tax sixty two percent, and wines tax sixty two percent. There's just thirty eight percent for the wholesaler, the distillery, and me. Mm-hmm. That's all. Sixty two percent of it is taxes, and that's amazing. You that's know, crazy. It's, it's not like when you. Uh, you know, go in to buy your groceries that 62% of that steak's already taxed. Mm-hmm. But we are. They make a lot of money on the liquor industry. Right. So you, you, I mean, they, I guess you're relying on a lot of more volume than to, to be able to carry that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You, if you're not selling, if you're not selling a lot, you're not, you're not doing very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm not. If, you know, if I have a bad week, it's not, it's not good. Yeah. But, the biggest thing in the last two years is them taking the age statement off. And me and Freddie know talk about it all the time. And I said, Freddie, dis- the distillery says, their survey says that it doesn't matter. Well, it matters. To the buyer. It ma- yeah. If Ryan's in my store, somebody, and we got a bunch of tourists, they want to know how old that bourbon is. Mm-hmm. They want to know if it's four years old, seven years old, nine years old. And they took the Age statement off the Liza Craig, 12 years old. I don't know why I put 10 years old on it mm-hmm. or nine years old on it, but they just took it off. And my Liza Craig sales have gone down. Yeah. I say, you said like most people show up, they're disappointed. And why? That, that's the, one of the, the reasons. Age, the biggest yeah. is the age statements. Yeah. It's, it's, it makes difference at my store, but I'm, we're in the heart of bourbon country too, but mm-hmm. they just, but they'll, our survey says that people don't care. <laughs> uh, where are these people? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I mean, I was like tell, the ones that come in tell here. Tell them to come in Toddy's liquor, liquors and take that survey. Yeah, I was going to say, Guthrie, where's your survey at? Yeah. yeah. And, and Freddie agreed with me. He said, I tell them that all the time, but they took the nine years old off the Knob Creek. Mm-hmm. You know what people do when they, where's the nine year old Knob Creek? And they're, doing, they're doing that to me now. Because, I mean, I guess you have to understand is that, you know, what maybe not you have to understand and what everybody has to understand. They, yeah, the, the, the major buyer is not the one that comes on the bourbon trail all the time, right? They have a, a mass market. They've got a global market to appease. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think I think this kind of does go back to what you were saying in the very beginning is, you know, can we have certain brands? Like, at, at what point does it become cost efficient enough for them to be able to say, you know what, we're going to put out a limited run of twelve year Elijah Craig, and we're going to and we're going to give agree. it to uh, our the, our best retailers out there, yeah. and these are the only ones in the country that are going to have it. Yeah, they really and truly, they don't even have to do that. You could probably just keep it in Kentucky and selfish, but I understand. It, it's not like it's going to be a. Uh, well, you go, I don't know if y'all travel very much. You go down to New Orleans right now, and there'll be 23-year-old, there'll be Parkers on all the bars and everything, and nobody's drinking them. But yeah. they'll have six or seven bottles up there down in New Orleans. Oh, you can get, and I'm you sitting get, there going, you can get Sazerac Rye pretty much anywhere you go. Right? And I go, well, I'll buy those six bottles there. They're not for sale. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, what in the hell? They're in my, they'd be gone. Yeah. They'd be gone. And that... That it is, yeah, it, it is frustrating head. when you see like buyers from different, like on Facebook, for instance, they like, like, oh, today was a good day. Just walked in the store, picked these up, you know, and you're like, 
Like, you fucker, we got to camp out and <laughs> stamp Somebody out. Somebody told like, me they got something the other day in in Tennessee someplace. They looked up and saw, uh, I think it was the 12-year-old uh, Weller, and they said they it was 1999 on it. Said they had two or three bottles and said they took all two or three of them. I'm sitting there going, how can you be that far removed and not know that <laughs> 12 or 12 is worth more than that? <laughs> well, yeah. So I guess we got, we got our computer in front of us. So when somebody comes in and wants something or, or asking a value, I mean, within five seconds, we can look mm-hmm. it up and see what it is. And I mean, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about perceived value and, and retail price and stuff like that. So where, where do you, where do you fall on that line of, of, you know, you, are you following the line of like, there is a limited amount of supply and the demand is high. And so we're going to raise yes. the price. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But that's, that's because of me being in Bargetown and getting all the phone calls I get. I mean, have we, as we've done this interview, we've had five to 10 phone calls asking about something. Mm-hmm. The phone never stops ringing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't you say and, 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 when BTAC came out, you got 500 calls in a day? Yeah, I mean, it just it's just wild. It just, there's, you know, sometimes I talk to I don't to even it. know if there's that many, is that many bourbon drinkers and hunters here in Barstown anyway? I mean, like, where, it, it, this where is all over. This is no, Louisville, Lexington, Northern Kentucky, Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, and some, I forgot what I had. I had something and she was in Indianapolis and she said, Will you hold those for me? And this was about two months ago, three months ago. I don't know when it was. You're like, you're in drive three hours? Do what now? And I said, yes, ma'am, I'll hold them for you. She said, do I need to give you my credit card? And I said, no, all you got to do is say Indianapolis. And they're back here with the price on them. Mm -hmm. And if you come and get them today, they're yours. Yeah. And I put Indianapolis, $200, whatever. And sure enough, that afternoon, she came riding in. And got three bottles of something. I can't even remember what it was. I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> I'm more, I'm not into the, myself and I, I'm a value guy. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Henry McKenna single barrel, a Baker's, a Knob Creek. Those bourbons are fine with me. I, I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I, I just, they're top of the line with me. I don't. It's pretty amazing the stuff that they pay a bunch of money for. <laughs> I know, I understand. I, I just, um, and 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 don't be wrong. We've there's 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 flip sides of this argument, and there's no there's no right answer to this, right? Because there's plenty of people that agree with you side with your side, and there's other people that say, well, I I'm only going to sell them to the customers that keep me afloat all year long. They buy a lot of stuff, and I sell it MSRP, right? I I sort of do that. I got a lot of customers that I know. What want a bottle and I'll, I'll hold some back. How do I them. become one? <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I'm kidding. But I'm, it helps us a lot. So I, 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 I two ways on that. I, when we, I don't have anything in the right. back, you, get, you can, you can take care of the people that take yeah. care of you. And then you've got this yeah. extra surplus yeah. that you Like do. they'll come in and say, you got anything in the back? I've never met them before. And why would I have something in the back for them? <laughs> Right. I go, I've never met you before. Why would I have something in the back for you? <laughs> no, I don't have anything in the back. What I got's out of here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've always done it that way. Right. I've tried to be I've tried to be fair and try to middle ground it, what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But I'll take and then I got some guys that 
I got guys from Louisville that I've known through the years, and they finally just given up, and I took care of them on the pappy and stuff, sold my whole collection to them, so I wouldn't even have to be bothered with it five, mm-hmm. six years ago. And then it got to be where I sold them so fast, it didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter. Right. So I, and he said, I understand, but if I get something special in, I'll call him, and, and he'll come out and get two or three bottles. Are you looking in— are you hoping this bubble bursts? Do you hope it, it, it continues? I hope it continues in a growth way where they have more of their of whatever they're giving out. Now, what's Al, uh, Kentucky Al going to do? You mm-hmm. know, they, I mean, are they going to make a lot more? Or I would imagine if they're uh, getting ready I to mean, plant fifty million dollars and make a distillery. That's right? a, I, mean, I got three bottles of that when they come out back in September. Yeah. yeah, I got three bottles of it out on Wednesday morning. At 10.30, put them on the left side of the cash register. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. Put them there, and somebody said, how much are they? I said, I don't know. Let's put seven fifty on them, $750. Holy smokes. <laughs> and they said, well, that might be a lot. I said, just put seven fifty on them. They'll be gone today or tomorrow anyway. Fifteen minutes later, a little old lady comes walking in the store, and she says, I'm looking for Kentucky Owl. And I said, there's three bottles. She said, how much are they? And I said, $750. She said, can I have all three of them? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, she bought all three of them. I mean. Within a half an hour of me putting them on the ship. Now, is that is I that said, just more money than sense at that point? Like, I'm, like, I'm, you I'm look, never tasted it, kidding. <laughs> I mean, so you, I don't know. I mean, do you look at it and say, like, I mean, you look at people like that, and you're like, "What an idiot!" Like, like why would you? Like, why would you even? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't say that, kid. But uh, yeah, he's like, I know the lines you're thinking about. But that's you know, I've been in it for so long. I just know I'm not trying to. I don't have a gun to anybody's head. You don't have to buy it. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I said. No, ma'am, you can have all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> she said, can I use two credit cards? And I said, you can use two credit cards. She right. said, I don't want my husband to see 2300 or one of them. Wow. So she divided it up, and she bought all three bottles. Wow. Well, don't let Dixon hear this, because then he's going to keep He's going to keep raising the price. The price. Yeah. Yes, yeah. uh, yeah, so what do you think about the, you know, the, I guess, I, I think one hot topic for you is, the gift shops selling it at their, you know, at their stores and like, you know, them taking all the, the bottles that liquor store owners should be getting, especially here in Bardstown. It hurts Bardstown. It hurts Lawrenceburg and it's starting to hurt down in Louisville. The Louisville liquor stores are getting it from, you know, downtown and the Mm -hmm. whiskey roll place and stuff. They're selling down there. And, uh, yes, it's, I never dreamed from Bill Samuels one simple Maker's Mark bottle dipping it 16 years ago that it would go to this. Yeah. That it they would be selling. What hurts us so bad is all the products they sell over there that we don't even get. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of the Heaven He Own, Maker's Mark both. I mean, oh, yeah, some of the, we don't even yeah, get them. Like, the, 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 a lot of the Parkers or the William Heaven yeah. Hills and One stuff like the like Willets that. used um, to sell the Willets, you know, yeah. family stay. Now yeah. you can't even get well, it. Yeah, we don't even get it. Well, yeah. Let's let's think about this in a different arena real quick. Would it be would it be more beneficial? Because at this point, they would just be leaving money on the table, right? I mean, you think if you go to an experience that 
oh, you want to come away with something, right? And a bottle of whiskey at a distillery kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, now, what if what if they were just limited to selling, you know, either, you know, only the limited editions or just only just, you know, basically their, their run of the mill stuff. Like, how do you, how do you find that fair ground where it's, and not only that is, is most of these places, they charge more than your retail, yeah. your regular retail shop. Yeah. So they don't want to try to take it away, but they're, they're leaving money on the table unless they, unless they actually have something. The best way I can answer all this is before and after, before the gift shops and after the gift shops. I got more interest but we used to, I used to do pretty good in the late 90s and stuff without the gift shops. So everybody says, oh, it's helped you tremendously. I really don't know if it's helped me tremendously. I don't know. And that's that's one thing about it. But, you know, like you got, you got Maker's Mark. They got two different kinds of moonshine that they sell over there. Mm-hmm. I've never had a bottle in my store. Yeah. Right. And, and. You know, but do you really think that's what? I mean, do you? I mean, let's let's be honest. Do you really want to carry more? No, clear liquid in your no. in your store. Okay, no, I'm the least. I'm the least moonshine store well, in the I state. Think so, the so frustrating yeah. thing is, it's is frustrating. That, I was about to say, but let let them keep their gimmick, right? Yeah. Let's keep them. You know, something. I that, would love them keep their gimmick and quit selling the Bill Samuels bourbon and stuff <laughs> that we don't have. Right. I think it would be fair if they. I don't know. I, I think it's fair that they can sell like Elijah Craig or their standard core brands, but I think it's, I don't think it's fair to liquor stores that they can sell their limited releases there and charge more. I, I personally believe that because you got, you got customers coming into a liquor store consistently buying yeah. beer, wine, liquor all year long. And then they want one time a year to get a special and they can't. And, but they can go to the gift shop that they don't spend any money to except one time a year and, and go get it. I don't know. That's how I kind of feel about it. I shake. But I am, good, I am good friends with Guthrie, so we, I'm we on were, his side. We were talking a little while ago, and for them to go out there and buy $400 bottles and line up and 300 I just shake my head. I just I can't believe that people do that. Well, I'm one of those people, but you know, <laughs> that's beside the point. Um, but, I mean, for me— I don't mind like I I don't mind going to the distillery and waiting for a, a release only because it is uh, it's gonna be one of the first ones actually hit the market. Not only that is um, you know you you have an opportunity to buy it sometimes at a fair price, right? Okay. I mean that's just that's just what it is. Um, now do you drink? Do you drink those bottles or do you save those bottles? I a little bit of both, right? Okay. I'll show you. I'll show you a picture of my bar after this, and yeah, we, can, got, we can talk about that. But he's got tons. The uh, the idea is that you know I, I have the opportunity to get them at a fair price, and you know, and I'm sure you're you're not alone in this situation. Is that you know I've got a, my own retail store that I go to and I support, but I'm not the only one, the only bourbon drinker <laughs> that goes there, right? Yeah. And and I've got to be very selective about, I just can't go in and ask for every damn release that comes out, right? I just can't do that. I'd be very selective about what I want to do and let it be fair to his other customers. So therefore I have to have, you know, basically a plan B, right? So that's, that's kind of my thought process behind it. Yeah. No, I, I I can see both sides. I think it's, it's, it's very touchy. I, I'm just used to the old days of walking in, you know, the toddies or wherever, and just they had it. You know, it's that—that's what's frustrating for. They, uh, they've always yeah, had. But that's 
that that was uh, that that's was anywhere. That was five years ago. That's, right, that, those oh, days are over. Now in, I just haven't gotten over it. In Bardstown, we've got hit the hardest. You know, you got Jim Beam, you got Zach, you got Bardens, and you got Heaven Hill, and you got Willits. Nobody else has that much concentration. We've got hit the hardest with that. Mm-hmm. There's no comparison to anybody else. Yeah, I guess nobody come to St. Lawrenceburg, and, <laughs> you know, to come for sales, and they just got one. You know, they got and up. I don't even know. Buffalo Trace is different. They're a different type. It doesn't seem like they have that much for sale there. No, not no, very. they don't. Yeah. So, but, I mean, uh, what, what's what's your idea of how like so if you have Barton, you've got Heaven Hill, you've got Willet, you've got all these these big distillers out here. Like, what can they do to help support you? Like, what's what's your idea to help solve that problem? Ooh, I, I would just love to sit down and talk with them. Well, you're, you're <laughs> I, I would hear love this, to so. sit down and talk with them, and that that's that's harder to do than you think. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do. You, you can call them up and say, "Would you meet with me?" And yeah, I'll give you a call back. Well, you never get a call back. Yeah, and that's pretty much every one of them. Mm-hmm. So you think it's just become too corporatized at this point? Yeah. Yeah, it's. But I mean, you're right. I used can't, to you talk, just, can't you just I, go knock on their door? I guess I could. <laughs> you could. You could. I you guess could, I could. You could damn near do a, a punch kick pass and be able to something get something in me. Just says, just keep on fighting. Uh, and I, I think someday somebody smarter than me is going to figure this stuff out. The, it could be a lot better road we could go down if we would, if we would try something different mm-hmm. and listen to each other. They never. I'll give you an example, and I don't know why they did it, but as soon as I heard about it, it was a great idea. It was the the, the little Booker bottle that they did yep. over there. And somebody told me about it, and they said, well, will you, will you be getting any? I've, I've gotten 50 phone calls on that last week or so. Mm-hmm. And they just did it for over there. Whatever they had, was it for? What, little Booker? Are you little talking about? It's the one yeah. where it's the decanter where Freddie's talking. Yeah. Have you seen that one? No. No, I guess not. It's, it's no. Freddie's talking, and and you push the button, and Freddie starts talking. Oh, oh the, uh, I know what you're the, talking about. It's like a, it's almost like an— like They an, just made them for over there. It's an, like an Amazon Alexa. What would they call okay. and yeah. say, uh, call six months ago and say, Guthrie, do you want any of these? I said, yeah, give me 10 cases of them. <laughs> and I don't know what's the difference between making— 15,000 of them, and I don't know what they made, 1,200 of them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But everybody wants one, and it is cute, and it is funny. But, no, we, I've never seen one. No. I Well, I, I think you could only order them online that day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's real there. limited. And why do you do that for when you could? Yeah, you when could, the demand's there, another, why only make? You could give us a chance to get in on it, say, or just limited us, say, you want five cases of them. Mm-hmm. And I think that would promote the brand, but they they don't. Right. So yeah, we 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 need to we need to plan better and stuff. All of us do. I'm very interested in the new the new Russian thing. I'm just I think that's fascinating. <laughs> the new Russian thing. The, that's Kentucky out, by the way, for anybody that's kind of like well, trying to decipher it's it. Stoli, yeah, Stoli, Stoli. Are they going to make vodka? Are they going to make both of you? Who knows? Yeah. Are they going to build a big hotel? <laughs> Where are they going to get the workers? <laughs> I guess that's a big, I mean, it looks like that's a big gripe of yours, too. I mean, are, are can Bardstown support anymore? I don't know. You can go into any fast food restaurant or go out to Cracker Barrel and over to the side, help want it. 
Mm-hmm. Every one, every one of them. Yeah. You, Kroger's help wanted twelve dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, you just wonder. But yeah, that's the the hard part about the hospitality growing it here is like. Because the difference, I was talking about this with Donald, the difference between like Sonoma and the, the food, the restaurant scene, and then like is so much better than Bardstown. Yeah. And when people are coming to Bardstown to see bourbon, they're very savvy, educated consumers who want like high quality food. And high, yeah. But in Bardstown, I, I, there, you need like educated staff and like staff that's like going to know the food. Know yeah. the, and from the short times that I've few times I've been in these new places here, it's like the staff was not the best. And, you know, the experience was not the best. And it's like, that's one concern I do have is the workforce. Yeah. And this is your hometown. And this is my hometown. I mean, uh, I, I hate to say that, but. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a problem we have, right? It's, it needs to be addressed. <laughs> and there's no harder business in the world than a restaurant business. Yeah. And you got to be a dedicated owner, a dedicated cook. You got to be good at the bar. You got to got to have a part law degree, part psychiatrist degree. I mean, <laughs> it's just amazing. A bit of everything. You got to go, you got to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. I guess the hard part is Barstown's such a rural community and, you know, it's it's Versus, I, I don't know. It's it's coming a long way, but it's still got a long way to go. Well, you got a long way to go. Yeah. It it amazes me how sometimes during the summer and during the Bourbon Festival, how rocking this place gets. Yeah. And, I mean, it's for a little town, I guess it's the rockingest town in Kentucky for a little yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, no. as we speak, we're in my buddy Pikey's, shout out him for letting us use his Airbnb. If you need a Airbnb, it's called Honey Hole, <laughs> I think. It's in a great location here in downtown. But it amazes me that there's Airbnbs in Bardstown, yeah. you know, now that, that it's gotten to this point. So there is, you know, it is exciting. All over the place. So when, when Bourbon Festival is starting to spin up, what is what is your consumer base or what are the people coming in from out of town? What are they expecting out of your store? They're expecting a lot more. <laughs> All the bourbons we've been talking about, not having them and stuff. Mm-hmm. They just they can't understand it. Right? No, that's once a year, and that'd be next month. Mm-hmm. Well, can I get on the list? There is no list because <laughs> I don't get enough to make up a list. Mm-hmm. And that's this. But we try to educate them and and show them the value. The value bourbons. I got value bourbons. He's got value bourbons, and you know, you take very old Barton ninety and and uh, Evan Williams seventeen eighty three. Great value under twenty dollars and stuff, and good bourbons. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the old Forester has surprised me here lately. The hundred proof, mm-hmm. how much better it is than it used to be. Yeah, and uh, and we just try to point them out. I got a. The Heaven Hill six-year-old, six year, yeah. six-year-old. You sell order. a lot of that. I sell that by the case. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they'll, they'll come in. I said, try a bottle, and if you want to, come back and get a case. It's I, like it's I, cheap enough, right? So it's, it's cheap it's, enough. It's one hundred and thirty-something dollars a case, mm-hmm. and I sell a lot of them. I keep five or six cases all the time, just for that reason. Right. Yeah. And when, that used to be the old ten-year-old, very rare. Mm-hmm. I used to keep ten cases of that all the time because. I didn't know when somebody from Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota was going to come in and want three cases. Right. And I miss those days. I just don't have much left. I got Heaven Hill Green and 
heavily you know, white, label. Uh, white label and so as we as we kind of think about this and start closing out, you know, you had a you had a lot of gripes. What what is your what is your kind of kind of give us uh, like a like a two two checklist? Like what are the what are the positives that all, have come out of this? All the friends that I've made from all over the country, it, it's it's been I, I've enjoyed every bit of it when you you invite people down to your house for a drink and they become good friends. I had a good friend from Ohio just died. I have to go up there January 6th. They're having a memorial for him at a bar. So I'll go up there January 6th. Mm-hmm. And and he was a character. And But I'll be up there. And I don't know the rest of his friends. I just know him from down here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Bill Thomas and Mike Miller and Sally Miller and from Chicago. And just met a lot of people from all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty and, cool that everybody came here and you, you you stay connected with them and create those. I mean, that's what and, bourbon's all about, really. Though yeah. it's like those relationships. It's never about the spirit. It's always about gathering around and trying things and having a good like time. Like bourbon festival, it's nothing for somebody come down to the house that I haven't seen. Well, you just stop and buy. Yeah, and they know I'm pretty much working all day, and I'll be there at night. Mm-hmm. And that happens. That happened this past year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hadn't seen them in three or four years. Yeah. And they stopped by. And they know they're welcome. And that's, it's been fun working, you know, seeing the ins and outs of it all the last 30 years. I mean, we've all seen a big changes mm-hmm. in the way, the way it's distributed, the way we sell it, everything. And I've changed and everybody's changed. The biggest the biggest gripe I have is I wish there was just more different brands. And that's just something that that the consumer has to deal with and I have to deal with. Yeah. And I and I told you my points. I don't know why they don't make these other, you know, make 100, 150 cases of them. I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, it, like I don't I said, know why Heaven Hill just doesn't say, we're going to make this. Do you want, how many cases you want of it? Well, you got you to route through somebody else to be able to get that anyway, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. just say, and give it to all the stores. Oh, I'll take 10 cases of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I wish that someday they might do that. Maybe it'll just... I, I don't know what the impact of of the new distilleries are going to be. I'm sure Limestone over in Lebanon is going to come up with a less pricey bourbon. They're, they're doing the Yellowstone over here. And... Rebel Yale, they seem like they're aggressive and stuff, so that'd be interesting. Yeah. If they're going to make better quality bourbon. Right. Well, good. I mean, I guess the, there, is a, there is a future outlook here then, right? There is a future outlet. <laughs> All right. Outlook. And then you, me, you, and here, me, you, and, and Ryan could guess all day what, you know, you know what uh, the Stoley's going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Russians. The Russians. <laughs> what they're going to do, what are, are they going to make another different kind of bottle of bourbon? Or are they just going to oh, stay I'm with sure they will. Kentucky oh, yeah. Owl? Yeah. I'm sure they will. I'm sure everybody's going to come in. They're going to be running on all cylinders and pumping as much as they can out That's, there. How long has that been out? Six years? Kentucky Owl? No, not no, even like Two to three. three. Two to three years? Yeah, it's yeah. been longer than two to three. No, this is the third year. Because I got the first time it came out, I got like 18 bottles. Because mm-hmm. nobody wanted it. <laughs> so it's been five or six. 
They've had five or six releases, but there's been two or three a year. And, and, and now been, down to three bottles. Right. Down to three bottles. Let's say yeah. at the most it's a, it's been four years. Yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah, let's go ahead and kind of close this yeah. out. So, okay. uh, uh, Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Guthrie, thanks for coming on, man. I, I, I've been wanting to get you on here for I've a long time. I've enjoyed it, Ryan. I've enjoyed it, I hope I've... I bet 30 years ago, you never thought you'd be on a podcast <laughs> talking about your liquor store. Didn't even know that it existed until today. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I much, much appreciate it. And, and if you are on the bourbon trail, please do stop in and say hi to Guthrie. Tell him you heard him on the podcast and say, I want the bourbon pursuit discount. I want the bourbon pursuit discount. But <laughs> and don't bitch if he doesn't have what you're looking for. But he's got, like he said, you got the six year Heaven Hill, the seven. There's so many value brands. He's got all of them there for you. And he'll show you. He's got a great palette. I've been on barrel picks with him. He he knows what he's talking about. So you can't go wrong with what he t- he sells you. So. Absolutely. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Kenny. Uh, so it's going to be real easy to be able to find Toddy's Liquor Store. Whenever you're driving around downtown Bardstown, you can't miss it. It's the yellow building with the white sign with the blue <laughs> blue lettering that says Toddy's. Uh, you know, you can pull up on Google Maps and, and figure where it's at. But yep. if you like the show, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Support us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Bourbon Pursuit. Follow us on social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bourbon Pursuit. Yeah, and if you have any show suggestions, comments, feedback, we love hearing from from you all to uh, get show ideas. So please keep them coming and we will see you next time.